0: Hey everybody! Uh, welcome to Average Joe's di- Daily Bible Study Podcast, uh, where we examine a piece of scripture and we uh, discuss how to walk it out in our everyday lives. Today's going to be a fun one, guys. Uh, it's Pentecost, and it's a very big day in the church calendar. And so we're gonna we're gonna read a couple verses about Pentecost. And we're gonna talk it mostly. We're gonna talk about it and how we live out Pentecost every day. Uh, I'm Kevin, and I'm here with Aaron. Aaron, say hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, we are both kind of being gluttonous right now as I'm munching on some, uh, what is this? Kettle corn. And Aaron is eating ice cream that he then, so really unhealthy ice cream that he then, un, then he added Reese's pieces to. So he is, not that this is a competition, but he's definitely worse than me and it definitely is a competition. <laughs> I win, yay! <laughs> That's one way to look at it. So today we're gonna to read out of Acts two, one through four. And we'll probably talk a little bit about right before and right after it, but those are gonna be the verses we read today. Um before we do that, Aaron, how's your day, man? I know you got to do something you haven't got to do in a long time that's very important to you. So how was your day? Man, my my day was
1: outstanding. Um so I, I got some of my restrictions kinda of lifted. I was able to actually go somewhere this week this weekend. Um I went and moved some furniture. Uh, over at my girlfriend's house for for them, so that was really cool to feel useful. Uh, and then I got to go to church. Um, it was it was really awesome. So so for our listeners who don't know, um, I, I have an associate pastor role, at Freedom Initiative Church. Uh, I've been through some ups and downs and got these restrictions. I haven't been able to be there to fulfill that role. Um, so today was one of my, my was my first day back. It was just really amazing to be there. It was amazing worship, amazing to see people, um, to have my pastor, uh, um, love and, and care for me and welcome me back and then our other associate pastor, you know, we sit and talked about the future and what, you know, what I want to do and we're going to have some meetings about that. But man, it was just really nice to be back in the church and to see fellow believers, to, to see the people that I know were struggling while I was inside with church, be there and be active and to see how they've grown into, you know, serving communion, uh taking up offerings, sitting up the chairs, like, just really amazing experience and it was just
0: great to be back. How was your day? Man, well, first, I'm just, I'm super happy. You actually almost, like, a, you know that I'm very emotional, so for anybody who doesn't know that, you almost made me tear up because, man... Uh, for those of you who don't know, me and Aaron are like best friends, or I, I think we're like best friends. He probably thinks I'm that annoying kid <laughs> who didn't leave him alone after prison. But, uh, man, I know how much it wear weared on you not being able to go to church. Even if we took out an associate pastor's role, if it was just the fact that you got to go to church, I know how big of a deal that is. And so, man, it's so, ha- I'm so happy first before I have to talk about my day. Uh, I'm so thankful that God has blessed you with that. And so, Let's give all the glory to God for that. That's great. Um, my my day was okay. It was. Uh, I got some studying done for my CPT. I got a lot of work done for the Association of Reform Convicts. I'm starting to get a, a, da- oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. I uh, I'm starting to get a, um, a contact list or a database, a, a, database a contact database set up. So I got most of that done. And then forward it to, to the people that need to help me out with it. So that was good, um, and that took that took some time. And then I started making some study cards for my certified personal mm-hmm. trainer test. I'm at the midterm now, so I want to get all these study cards made. But my gosh, there's like a hundred study cards per module, and there's four modules, so I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna be writing forever. Um, but that was fun, and. Uh, so uh, it was a good day. It was a good day. Not a great day. We ended up – we walked all the way to the gym, and the gym closed at 6, and we got there at 5.50. And then on the way back, I was like, my sister had been getting these chocolate milks for school lunches. So I was like, oh, I'll just take – I've been taking one of those to mix, mix up my protein powder. And I was like, oh, I'll just chug it on the way back, and it had gone bad. So, yeah, I mean – no, It's not the worst thing to happen, but you know that always puts a damper on your day when that kind of thing happens, so.
1: That's disgusting.
0: <clears throat> All right, guys, I think we're, uh, just one more time, just thank you, God, to let uh, Aaron uh, head back to church tonight. Man, I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, we're going to be reading again out of Acts 2, 1 through 4. We might hit some other passages because uh, the Pentecost is a big thing and it's, it's there's a lot of scripture to cover it, but 2, 1 through 4, Acts 2, 1 through 4. Uh, Aaron, would you like to pray us then?
1: Definitely, man. Yeah. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all the great things that you're doing in our lives. I, I thank you that I, I can go to church. I, I thank you for just moving in mighty ways, um, for giving me perseverance. I thank you for good friends, good support. I pray that as we continue that you'll just bless us, that you'll just give us your words and your wisdom. Uh, I thank you for the the church season. Uh, thank you for, for sending us the Holy Spirit as we talk about Pentecost and what that means in the birth of the church and the coming of the Spirit. I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen, Amen. Okay, guys, once one more time. Acts two, one through four. Yeah. Amen. Aaron, what is uh when they say when the day of Pentecost came, what are they referring to?
1: So so in in the, the Jewish tradition when we talk about the, the, the Pentecost and how this translated, this so the Greek word penta meaning fifty, and it was fifty days after the resurrection is how they begin celebrating that. Um so it comes from the Feast of Weeks in the Jewish tradition. Um goes through the seasons and everything there's big celebrations the church really at the time of pentecost when the holy spirit came and empowered the disciples and god dwelt inside of us now that celebration becomes to you know what we call as pentecost we celebrate it as the coming of the holy spirit and we remember the arrival of the holy spirit and that power and everything that come after that that the the birth of the church pretty much when right after this passage Peter preaches and 5,000 people are saved and we see this explosive growth in
0: the church from the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Pentecost, if I understand this right, Pentecost, even before the Christian holiday that we we see now as the arrival of the Holy Spirit on the church leaders, but even before that, it was a Jewish holiday, and that's what they're specifically referring to in this text is yeah. when the day of Pentecost came. They're not talking about when uh, what we think of Pentecost has yeah. come, but rather the um, the festival of weeks, right?
1: Yeah, it was the, the first fruits of the harvest. Uh, they also okay. celebrated the, the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. And at this time, a, a lot of the Jewish males, they were required to appear in Jerusalem and uh, it was really one of the the, the bigger uh, Jewish holidays. I think you find it in, like, Leviticus 23, a ton of sacrificial laws and everything you do, but essentially the the uh, the first fruits of the harvest celebration. Okay.
0: And you know what's interesting to me, uh, Aaron, is when we had discussed this before we started the podcast, me and you had discussed this up there, because... Uh, originally I, was, I chose a different verse, but we chose to go with Pentecost because it's just such a big deal to the church. And one of the comments that you that you said that I'd like you to, to expand on a little bit because I know you're going to teach me and hopefully our listeners as well, is you said it's the birth of the church. Can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, so let
1: like the birth of the church. Uh, like I said, we see after this passage, you know, that the, they were held up in this little room And they were scattered. You know, we have the death of our Savior. Uh, It it looks pretty bleak at this time. And and Jesus told them to to wait in Jerusalem for the arrival of the Holy Spirit. And when this event happens and we see these miraculous things and everyone's uh, hearing these different languages and, and the Spirit comes as this mighty force upon the disciples, we see that empowerment and that became what what I like to see the birth of the church because from that we had so right after that when you read there's about two or three major sermons that between Paul and Peter that they preach and 5,000 are saved, 3,000 are saved. Then one of them even says everyone was saved and we see these explosive revivals going on from the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and we see these people who were broken and scared and uh, denying the Savior, now turning around and you know, saving thousands. We see a guy who was killing Christians, hunting them down, now willing to be beaten and imprisoned and shipwrecked and stoned to spread the name of Jesus Christ. And from this passage in the book of Acts, we begin to see the whole progression of the first movement of the church so I like to say the the birth of the church uh, one of my favorite times of the liturgical year when we think about how far the church has come um, and then also awaiting the coming of, of, of Christ as we talked about tonight in church with Pastor Matt um, seeing that second coming of Christ and, and how they handled the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and then carried that on to thousands and was willing to give their life. And we talked a little bit about sin and not yet resisting the bloodshed. Uh, these dudes resisted government authorities. They resisted persecution, death. Uh, and we hear the stories of Polycarp was one of the very first ones who was gladly fed to the lions because he was willing to die for his savior. He would not bow to Rome. He wouldn't burn incense. He just wouldn't do it. he's like, "Hey," and was even praying and and celebrating when they fed into the lions, so we just see this miraculous move of the spirit, and the church just
0: explode so the birth of the church, yeah, I think that's really cool, man. I think that uh when I see so I see the birth of the church in this, and then I see the birth of the Christian in this as well, right, so we don't really have a Christian faith without the Holy Spirit. I think that's uh, an under-talked-about subject in our church, right? Not that – because, of course, we talk about the Holy Spirit, but we don't talk about how vital the Holy Spirit is. Mm. And one of the things I really love about this is it says that um, in 4, it says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in other tongues. So it's kind of thinking about this. And you know what's amazing about that is when you speak to people in a language they understand, they'll speak to you in a language you can understand. So I, I'm aware that in this verse, they mean it literally. They're talking in different languages, uh, and it means literally. But for us today, that's a figurative thing, right? Talk to, talk to people in other tongues. The Holy Spirit will give you the, the opportunity to speak in a language that other people understand. You just got to be able to listen to that Holy Spirit. So while it's definitely the birthplace of the church because it's it's the spark that ignited this huge movement from I think like fifty people to you're right five thousand and ten thousand and obviously mm. the the numbers just keep growing and growing, there's also the birth of of a of a Christian because without the Holy Spirit living in in us, then what did Jesus die for right Jesus died for us to be connected to God internally, and that's the Holy Spirit. That's an amazing thing. That's so cool that, like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Like, man, this this passage, right, this passage depicts when the first Christian was created, when the Holy Spirit flowed in them. Now, they believed in Jesus, right? But without the Holy Spirit, we're not Christians.
1: Mm-hmm. What I really like is you have these guys... You have Peter who just he denied Jesus three times. You have Paul who was killing Christians later on in the book, in the book of Acts you, have, you you see all these miraculous empowerments of the Holy Spirit. You see these normal dudes who were nobody, like there's other passages where they say people who heard them just considered them common. Uh, they considered them madmen. They they were, and then later on in Acts, there's a passage where he says, "Hey man, these guys are turning the whole world upside down." Uh, and, and these were these were nobodies. Like they they were fishermen and tax collectors and the castoffs of society. That that were filled with the Holy Spirit. And and exploded a movement that today is one of the the most beautiful things. that that I know, you know, being able to go to church for me, especially today means so much. And to know that it started here. with a whole bunch of really messed up dudes to the church that I go to with, you know, you know, you know, the guys that go to, go to the church I go to is a bunch of messed up dudes. And like, imagine what we can do. If we just trust that empowerment of the Holy spirit, if we just, lock into that power if we trust God and let him use us and, and get out of the way like they were willing to do. Imagine what we can do today with the tools that we have. They they didn't they didn't have phones, they didn't have communication, they had to walk everywhere <clears throat> and carry some parchments. Imagine what we could do. Why why aren't we saving five thousand a day? Why are we saving ten thousand a day when we have so much more resources and ways to to communicate the gospel I mean, it's <clears throat> we have the same spirit that same exact Holy Spirit that came in like a rushing mighty wind and filled them and caused that miraculous outpouring of the Spirit is the same thing that we receive when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior that same spirit dwells in us Why why isn't this happening you
0: know what why yeah. man, <clears throat> yeah, I think um, guess it's, it's so cool to think about how Pentecost directed the Holy Spirit to us, and we have the same spirit that that dwelled in Peter and in Paul and in John and in all these. People that we, we look, uh, at so far away, and we've read passages about that, right, how we're connected. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit comes down on them on Pentecost. And guys, that day that you, that you accepted Jesus into your life, that was your personal Pentecost. That was the day that the Holy Spirit came into your heart. One of the things that I love about the Holy Spirit is, guys, if you're struggling right now, if maybe you've made some choices that you're not proud of or that you don't think God would approve of, I want you to know that your Pentecost is still valid, that the Holy Spirit is still with you. And
1: mm-hmm. it, it
0: doesn't leave you. You know, that's the one of the things I want to make, make clear to people because it's such an amazing feeling. We talk about how with the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to move, we can do these great things. Maybe you're like, well, if I got the Holy Spirit, how can I keep doing these dumb things? Because I've been there. I think that we've all been there, right? So just mm-hmm. know that even if you don't feel him, he's still there or she I'm not giving a gender to the Holy Spirit but they're still there they're in your heart and so and they connect you to everybody in your faith so know that that you're always going to to have that that's an amazing thing man that Pentecost you still have that day you always have that day where Jesus came into your heart and gave you the Holy Spirit and when you, when that happened there was a flaming tongue over your head Right? There is mighty wind. You have that, you have that same thing happen to you. And so now you have that same power. I know sometimes we like to, we like to be timid and we're not always confident, but know that you have that power. That power power that gave Peter the ability to say, yeah, I denied my savior three times, but he came back and he still loves me. And Paul to say, yeah, I I was torturing those Christians, but now I'm going to write 13 books of the Bible. I don't know. How many books did Paul write?
1: I believe it was about thirteen.
0: Yeah, so that. not exact number. I'm not. I'm not a biblical scholar. But Paul wrote most of the right? New Testament, right? Yeah, it was over half of the New Testament. And so, so guys, uh, you had your 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 personal Pentecost too. Don't forget that because it's an amazing thing. It's a powerful thing. And even if you feel like I had my personal Pentecost, but I've been messing up lately, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is still there, and that's that's great. And you need to. Tap into that.
1: Amen. I, I definitely want to highlight uh, one one thing that Pastor Matt said tonight. Uh, <clears throat> he's talking about one of uh, I know it's one of one of my favorite theologians and and Pastor and I share that uh, it's it's a guy N.T. Wright. Um, he's uh he's, he's written some well known theological texts, uh, and and one of the big things that that he's kind of controversial with uh, that I really enjoy is that he doesn't believe that you just accept Jesus Christ and you got a ticket to heaven. While that is the case, and he's he's clear that he doesn't dispute that, his uh, big push in theology is that, that we're called to so much more. Like, it's not about just accepting Jesus and, and getting this ride to heaven, because we still have this earthly life to live. And and I just want to encourage our listeners to know that you're called to so much more. That when you realize that 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 spirit is there no matter what you've done, and that you're called to something bigger, that God has so much in store for you, that when you fully surrender, despite your flaws, despite your setbacks, and you continue to call on him and you continue to seek him, He has something so much bigger than any of you could ever imagine, than any of us can ever imagine. And I just encourage you to to hold on as we've talked in the past, to not grow weary and to just continue to trust that that your day is coming and and that he will show himself faithful and he'll show himself strong. And you're going to sit there and look back from your mountaintop and just be in awe of the awesomeness of our Savior.
0: So when we talk about Pentecost, and we talk about the awesome power of the Holy Spirit that's been put into us due to Pentecost, Aaron, how do we tap into that power? What are we not doing right now that we should be? How do we, as everyday Christians, tap into the power of the Holy Spirit that's given to us on our personal Pentecost so that we can do these things that Paul and Peter did?
1: Man, the greatest thing is that there's pretty much nothing we could do. Uh, It's a trust issue, man. It it, it boils down to a simple trust and faith issue. Simply knowing that he's already done the work and that we just have to rest in him, that we have to rely on his power. Quit trying to do everything ourselves and and sometimes just wait, as as we've talked, uh, just wait on the Lord. It'll get frustrating. It'll get hard. You're going to want to go crazy. You're going to have some really off-the-wall thoughts. You're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel discouraged. But those are the times that we dig in and just trust that the way we practically live this out is just faith in our Savior, knowing that He has our back, that He's done the work, that we don't have to slave away. It's a gift. If, If we do work, it's no longer a gift. It's a gift. We rest in that. We rest in the fact that He's done the work, and that we just have to love Him, and love everybody that we encounter as we've talked. We we begin to just walk in that love and trust, and, and then receive His love. I think that's the only way to practically live this out, man.
0: Yeah, I think that's 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 good. Is is tr- trust God, and trust His power. I think that one of the things that I know about trust, though, and this is, for me, this is how I would advise you guys to pray. How do you, when do you gain trust with somebody? So, there's two things that, that allow you to gain trust with people. There's experience, and that comes with time. We can't do anything but wait them out. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. There is, is you'll huh. learn. We, we wait for God to act, and He will, and we'll learn that. But the other way, experience and knowledge or intimacy, right? So We have trust with people who maybe we've never had to have trust. I trust Aaron completely, but I've never had to. I trust Aaron with my life, but he's never saved my life. I don't have that experience. We have experience in prison, but we don't have experience in life-saving times, right? So why do I trust Aaron? Because we have an intimacy. Uh, You should have an intimacy with God. Well, how do we get that intimacy? So, you know, A lot of our practical advice is kind of the same thing each day, but it's so important. How do we get intimacy with God, which will allow us to trust that the Holy Spirit is in us and trust that we have that power that Peter and Paul have, and that trust will allow us to move forward in faith and not in deeds, but in faith, right? But how do we build that? Well, one is just through time. You'll see. I mean, I'm not – I'm only 31 years old, and I can look – back in my life to say man God got me through two war zones and prison and he made me better each place I went not just got me through but allowed me to get better each of those dangerous places I went right so i mean mm-hmm. i have experience but it's going to be way more 10 years from now but the other half of it is intimacy get intimate with God and that involves reading the word so you can get to know him better it also involves talking to him. We say prayer, but guys, when I'm talking about prayer, you just need to talk to him. You have no idea how many times I, I just say, God, what the heck is up with this? This is crazy, huh? And it might just be a stupid thought that I have, or it might be somebody that made me mad, but I'm intimate and I'm open with him. And that intimacy, it will create trust. And you're right, Aaron, that trust is everything, that we got to trust in him and lean into him. But be intimate with him. It will build trust. <clears throat>
1: Amen. Amen. Definitely well
0: said, oh. man. All right, guys. So uh, today, a little bit about Pentecost. Uh, I know it's Aaron's favorite subject, so I've really enjoyed listening to him talk about it. It's, it's fun to listen to you talk about things you're passionate. <laughs> uh, guys, oh, I want to I wanna give a quick shout-out to uh, Ed. One of our listeners, I'm not going to name them by name, uh, but one of our listeners actually sent me a Snapchat this morning and said, hey, where's the podcast? It's supposed to be up on my way to work, and I don't have it. So thank you. Uh, we really appreciate the fact that you're a faithful listener, and it means a lot to us. Uh, it, it means a lot to us that even if there's just one person, somebody is listening to this and getting something out of it. So we really appreciate it. We tell you to to hit us up all the time, and somebody finally did. Uh, because I made a mistake. But thank <laughs> you. We really appreciate it. And I promise this will be up tomorrow morning in case she has to go to work.
1: <laughs> awesome, man.
0: All right, guys. Average Joe's Bible Study, uh, you can find it on most po- podcast platforms. We have a Twitter page that we have links to, or that we have links to the podcast on. We have a Facebook page we have links to the podcast on. Hit us up, guys. Let us know what you think. And we will... Um, We'll talk to you on Monday. We're gonna to take tomorrow off, but we'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Amen. All right. I'm gonna pray us out, Aaron, and then we'll be good. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Uh, first, thank you for the gift of allowing Aaron to enjoy church again. God, we know uh, what an important part of community is in in your role in our lives, and we know that without the cross is vertical and horizontal and, uh, for us to be able to live out that horizontal part, that's a blessing from you and we appreciate that, God. God, as Aaron takes back off into the church world, I just hope that you, you guide him into doing everything that you want him to do with no, no worries about anything else other than what does God want from me. Uh, God, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for this platform, uh, however small or large it may be. We thank you that we have a platform to praise you from uh that's all we want to do is get to the top of mountaintop and praise you and we thank you for this platform god while there's so much craziness and hatred going on in the world we would just ask that you show love to everybody uh we know that you are love and we would just ask that you let your love rain down on us um thank you again and uh we praise you every day in jesus name we pray amen amen